broadcasting from an undisclosed location. From a secret hunting spot known only to him and the guy who told him about it and possibly the guy who told the guy who told him. It's a show all about hunting in New Zealand and around the globe. This is The Hunting Show. Find The Hunting Show on Facebook and Twitter for up-to-date information on upcoming shows and topics. <laughs> nice. Welcome back to another episode of The Hunting Show. This is going to be a little bit different. So what we're going to do is we're going to edit in outtakes or, or segments of our day out hunting with Pete Bridal and Onward Hunting, basically. If you want to look them up, his Facebook page, just search Onward Hunting on Facebook. Great coverage, all sorts of photos and information on there. And Pete's a mind of information. And we're going to drill into that now. This show is primarily going to be about long-range shooting. And certainly other episodes we've done on on long range have attracted a huge amount of interest. I think that it's one of those subjects people want to know more about, they want to hear about, and it's almost like a mystic art to a lot of people that are are mainly doing sub 200 meter shooting. They they really never uh, stretched their legs and gone out any further than that. And what we do, we'll talk to Peter, but first of all, before Peter um, pipes up, talk to Mike. So today you saw... Well, you've had a good day, first of all, out, out, on, the, out on this place or this block. What are, what are your thoughts, first of all, on what you've done today and secondly, on the long-range shooting side of things? What I've seen today is a place that it absolutely staggers me in its depth of beauty. Um, not just the animals, but the scenery itself. I mean, the animals are staggering, don't get me wrong. Jesus, I've never been anywhere where I've seen... So many deer in one place, you know, and I'm not talking skunks. A lot of beautiful, beautiful animals. Um, I was lucky enough to tip one over, which I was very happy with my shot placement. Not entirely happy, but very happy. Um, and and had a ball, absolutely. Wonderful spot. Now, if we're going to talk about long-range shooting, today we've, we've stretch your legs a little bit at the targets as well, and you'll be probably hearing somewhere in here some audio of that, uh, but also uh, out onto these animals. What have you learned, or, ha- or have you just honed in those skills? It's the first time I've been able to, to go anywhere that has targets beyond 200. I've shot animals out to 600, you know, deer. Shooting a target at 800, if, if someone as talented as Pete, who knows what he's doing, knows what he's looking for, reads the wind damn sight better than I ever can. So it was a huge learning curve. You know, bullets were going left, bullets were going right, and I know where I was, you know, I was pointing across this. So the only variable there was wind. Um, well, one of the variables was wind, but... So, you know, it really opened my eyes to, OK, I need to actually hone one more skill, you know, to get better at my long range, and that's to understand wind. So, yeah, you know, it's... Really, really interesting trip. I'm glad I came. All right, two is on. That's a dead center hit. Absolutely fucking central. Okay, um, that's 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 an interesting. Okay, so now Pete, your turn. Let's start with that. You've we've done a bit of shooting today but I want to really touch on the the long range side of things you've got a guy that mainly shoots sub 200 
is just thinking about or she is just starting to think about getting into a bit of longer range or you know stretching their legs out how about we start first of all with firearms and, and what what to look for and what to buy uh, or put together when you're looking at a firearm for your first let's say post 600 yeah I, I've got to say uh, still stick with the 308 um, 308's a great rifle to learn with um, and it's good for building your confidence without shattering your confidence with split foreheads and aching shoulders and the cost of ammo and that kind of stuff uh, I mean pretty much any 308's good um, I mean you got some of these great little Remington tactical options um, they're bloody cheap uh, you chuck a McMillan stock on it um, good old Chris Kyle American psycho, sniper uh, not psycho uh, maybe psycho a little bit yeah he's a big fan of that um, McMillan stock on a Remington uh, Model 7 with a 300 win mag and a 6x22 night force on it um, and that can shoot anything at any range so I mean some of these Vortex scopes are pretty cheap and for what you pay they're actually pretty good they're not the ducks nuts but they're pretty good for what you pay so you can you can get an entry-level vortex scope on uh, Remington you know 308 um, and you know I mean, good trigger on that and you know they, they, they shoot pretty good it's a good way to start uh, I've gone for something slightly different I've gone for the Thompson's and I rate those Thompson dimensions and I think I think Mike rates those Thompson dimensions after he just saw a, a 1028 meter shot and what I'd consider pretty reasonable wind full value around about 10 k's an hour and it was quite changeable through the gullies uh, we got within oh, I think it would be 26 centimeters from the ball with the first round and the second round it absolutely smacked dead center like I mean it was, uh, you know, chest shot on a magpie sort of accuracy. Um, and they're only 1500 bucks. But yeah, look, a 308's a great place to start. You'll, you'll find yourself wanting more eventually. And at that stage, you know, you'll be used to recoil and spending money on long-range rifles. And you can go up to 300 or 338 or 50 cal or, yeah, other yeah. stuff. Okay. And you wanted to pipe in there? No, well, yeah, you know, about that Thompson, I mean, it's the first time I've seen live a shot that far achieved in two shots. I mean, that was just staggering. It was awesome to see. It really was. Uh, have you got your tucker handy? Yep. Or a rifle? So we're going to have a look at this Thompson now. Well, you guys can't see it, so we're going to have to describe what uh, we're doing. Grab your one as well, and we'll compare the two side by side. Yep, so we're going to compare a couple of rifles. So we're looking at your Thompson. Tell us what, what they, you know, people in the audience can't see it. What, it. what are we looking at? Well, first things first, with any rifle, particularly a long-range rifle, it's about spending money in the right places, and the right place to spend money on shooting far is on the optics. So I've got a Carl Zeiss Davari, a 6x24x56, T, little asterisky thing, FL, and it is, it is arguably um, one of the best rifle scopes in the world. They reckon that the arguably the best rifle scope is the 76mm objective land version of the Davari, but I find it sits a bit high. Um, all up, to be sitting on top of the rifle, you're looking at about four grand. So it is quite an investment, but it's not the end of the world. So optics optics is everything in long-range shooting um, it's reliable it's consistent it's in mil not MOA and I mean that's that's a whole other thing we can talk about but the ticker that you've 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 got there Mike that's got the vortex the vortex Vi the Viper SST or something are they what, what's that one um, it's 
is the Viper PST. PST, close. Uh, six to twenty-four by fifty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, what's about a bit over a grand? What sort of money we're we looking at there? Even remember? About twelve nine nine. About thirteen hundred something yeah, around there. Twelve nine nine. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. It's, 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 let's be exact. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but it's it's a perfectly adequate scope. Now, if you look through the Davari and then you look through that, you you can see the difference. But for for what what you're getting into, that's it's perfectly good. It's got um, minute of angle adjustment. It's got side focus, uh, illuminated reticle, twenty four power, good bit of kit. But moving on to the rifles, uh, the Ticker is a great rifle. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of things I really like about them. But if you hold them side by side, first thing you you'll notice if we start with the stock, you can see the stock on the Thompson has a very high cheek comb. So you've got a much better cheek weld higher up and you've got just a beautiful cheek position for looking through your scope, getting nice consistent cheek welds and accurate shooting. This is a bit more generic. Um, oh, it's pretty good and I think the Thompson stock's pretty ugly. The other thing, you look at the back of the Thompson stock, you can see it's adjustable in length. So I've got this set up for me for prone. It's not for everyone but it's pretty generic but you know if, you, if, you, if you're getting into your long range shooting body position is hugely important it's key natural alignment I don't know how many times I've said natural alignment in the, the radio shows I've done with you mm. natural alignment and you can naturally align to the rifle a lot better if the rifle stock's doing lots of things in your favour these recoil pads on the Thompsons are bloody fantastic so next thing is magazines which are much of a muchness but the old uh, Thompson one's a bit flush. The that's, triggers... That's the extended the five-shot two, though. Extended yeah. one, yeah. <clears throat> but looking down from above, you can see the ticker is not free-floating. It is not exactly terrible, but... Yeah, there you go. Moving it like that, you can see by wiggling the front, we can actually make the stock touch the barrel. And with the bipod we've got on this, which doesn't swivel... If we put any pressure on that, we get what's called four-end pressure, where the four-end of the stock is going to touch the barrel and throw you off. Mm. It messes with the time. harmonics. But if you look on the Thompson, you can see the Thompson is free-floated the entire length of the barrel. It's not touching the stock at all, and no matter how much I bend that stock, I'm not going to be touching it. With a bipod that swivels versus a fixed one and a free-floated barrel like on the Thompson's, for your accurate, consistent, long-range shooting. As I've said many times, it's about eliminating variables. I eliminate a lot of variables with that. The other one is the bedding. Now, the bedding on the ticker is pretty good. For people who don't know, the bedding is basically the point where the, the action of the rifle and the rifle sits against the stock. It's where the stock and the rifle meet. Now, there's aluminium pillar bedding in the, uh, the Thompson, and this has got a great little Allen key with it that's a, a torque wrench. So if I take the stock off and I put it back on, I torque set the stock in and it is in the exact same spot as it was last time. Now if you take the stock off the, the ticker and you do it back up, it may be in a different position because you're doing the screws up different amounts of, you know, for you use a torque wrench. Yeah, there you go, yeah, then. But for average Joe Blogs, <clears throat> they, they don't use the torque, they don't torque set their bedding. So that's, that's a great bonus with the Thompson as it comes with that torque key. Um, the other thing is the barrels can be taken off. You can change your barrels over and you can put a 308 barrel, 300 wind, 204, 223. I've got four barrels for this. I've got a 223, 308 carbine, 270 and 300 wind mag. 
and uh, yeah, they they work great. So yeah, and I see you've got the on the end of the barrels. While we're on barrels, you've got the Gen Four or Gen Five. Gen Four. Gen Four Hardy. Uh, I've Stealth. got the 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 Gen Gen Five Hardy on mine, um, and like I just I cannot speak highly enough about Hardy suppressors. I mean, we're shooting the old the old mates AR today, mm. the old two two three, and it makes a big noise, and the old three hundred wind mag. Ah, it's just a water pistol. It's wonderful. So the other thing is the st- um, sling. Um, I like a good, simple sling that doesn't stretch. So you've got the same, same deal. Um, nice, simple leather and cloth or whatever you, what do you call it, seatbelt stuff. <clears throat> so, yeah, they're, they're, they're quite similar in, in many regards. But the big thing that is different between the Thompson and the Ticker is the barrel. Now, this has got what's called an R5 barrel. Um, if you're not quite sure, Google it. That's probably going to give a better description than me. But as we know, a rifle has lands and grooves. The lands are the high points in the rifling that touch the touch the, the projectile, and the grooves, are, well, the grooves in the barrel of the rifling. Uh, sorry, the rifling in the barrel. Uh, now, an R5, the lands are directly opposite other lands. So there's not an uneven amount. They sit directly opposite each other, and there's a 45-degree shoulder on the lands. So uh, a normal ticker has a right angle, on the edge of the lands as it goes down to the grooves and a right angle at the bottom. The R5 has a 45 degree shoulder. So the barrel fouls a lot less, uh, it's more consistent and it puts a beautiful spin on a projectile. So for, a, I don't know what you charge in hunting and fishing for, I'm 1200 bucks or something for the, for the bare rifle, they are dirt cheap. And the best part is the trigger. That trigger is adjustable from 13 pounds right down to scary light. Um, this one's set at about three pounds, which is still scary light for most people, but it is crisp, it's consistent, the rifle shoots beautifully, um, with the hardy on it and all you know, all the gunsmithing and the bipod, we're still only looking at about two thousand two hundred bucks. Um by the time I've done everything to it, I guess it was about probably spent about seven thousand bucks. And as you saw, for seven thousand bucks to have a, a package off the shelf that just goes and I'm gonna smash the deer at a thousand and four the other day. We're just you know, a guy that's never shot you've never shot over a grand. He's shaking his head, it's radio. You you have to Yeah yeah. <laughs> never shot over five hundred meters before those two shots that I fired just before. Oh you shot six hundred on the range? Oh <clears throat> uh, maybe yeah, maybe six, sorry, correction. Yeah. Never shot over six hundred meters before I fired those two shots half an hour ago and on the second shot I hit the gong. Mm. Yeah. Before we just go any further, introduce yourself so we know who you are and your background. Sorry, my name's uh, Ben, everyone calls me Wookie, I'm a mate of uh, Pete's. Uh, I've got a lot of experience on the range, not so much experience uh, hunting. I only probably hunt once a year. If, uh, this, this has been a busy year, I've been out twice in a week, which is unusual, but I've uh, fired a lot of rounds on the range. Um, fortunately, firing rounds on the range um, is a different scenario to, to practical shooting. Um, you've got all sorts of variable ranges, wind and, um, and different elevations, moving targets. Uh, that's something that's really Pete's forte. He's uh, he's an excellent practical shooter who uh, great at judging distances, angles, uh, wind, and yeah, that's that's real practical skills. When you want to shoot animals, uh, you've got to take what you learnt on the range and apply them, uh, apply them in a practical sense. So yeah, I've done plenty of range time, but uh, not so much uh, actual hunting time. So as you saw today, missed a couple of shots, but uh, that was as much due to uh, poor poor rifle and caliber choice for the day. 
So now I'm actually about to have a shot, 600 metres, same shot you just did very successfully, Mike. I'm hoping I hear that plinking target go off. I'm passing the microphone over to you, so as you were, just record what's happening. Bearing in mind, ladies and gentlemen, this is only a 260 ram. It's, it's nothing huge and big. So just when you're ready, Stephen. Wind's up, wait. Can't even see it. Yeah, target's obscured. Sorry, it's very misty here at the moment, so that's why the, the target's obscured. It's not like there's sheep walking in front of it or something like that. Uh, so we've got a, a, a breeze is up and we've just got a cloud coming through. So as soon as that passes, we'll be clear to fire. Okay, wind's down. Okay, you went high by about a foot and uh, right by about two feet. <laughs> I'm going to give that another go. Yeah, that, that um, I would say fire on the same information and perhaps check your alignment, close your eyes, open them again. Are you still holding dead on the target? Check the rear stock, make sure your, your, your rest is firm at the back there and just remember your basic marksmanship principles. Natural alignment, aim must be correct, minimal disturbance to the firer's position when you squeeze that round off and make sure you're adequately supported and the butt's not slipping in your shoulder. You've just changed your alignment completely, so let's see how you go. Okay, two's on. Okay, you went just over it that time. You went high and to the right again. You were maybe two inches over the top, two inches to the right of centre. Don't chase your shot, keep your same point of aim, the rifle is doped. Okay. Yeah, that was way worse. You went right about level with the pole and about two foot low. Shit. But Wilkie is an absolute master of the fundamentals and I know his grouping capacity and that's why when he missed at a thousand meters he missed by an absolute bees deck it was there was nothing in it and that's because of the wind we made a correction um, I gave him a correction that he understood clearly and he applied the fundamentals again and we got ahead at a thousand and twenty eight and reasonable wind so yeah but the old Thompson I'll tell you what very impressed yeah, I rate them. I really rate okay, them. Okay, so we move on to ballistics calculators because that's kind of your next... Well, first of all, range finders, actually. We'll do that first. So you need a decent range finder in your pocket, don't you? Oh, you, you need to know the range, and there's many different ways of finding the range. And uh, I've got these little cheap Chinese ones, and you don't want to know what I brought them in for, but it's not much. And I'll tell you what, they work just as well as the Leopolds. Mm. So to say you need a good range finder you need a rangefinder that's that works yeah. um you don't need to spend the world on it um you can get some cheap chinese crap that works just as well as the good stuff that costs three four times as much but the more you spend on 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 the quality of the the rangefinder the clearer you'll actually be able to see what you're looking at right. and uh yeah i mean you can get those zeiss um zeiss bonos with the rangefinder in it they're about three grand or something god that's so good yeah yeah the farm owner here has got some, and I like it when he leaves them in the truck, so <laughs> I like it a lot, yeah. Okay, so you've got your range finder, you've got your range, and now we're on to ballistics calculators, and we were actually talking about this last night. Yep. There are, there's, there's a huge 
amount of these downloadable and you Mike's using a different one I know I've got uh, one in my phone but what what ones have you been using and what do you need to look for in a ballistics calculator well first things first you've got to pay for it mm. okay just just get the idea of downloading a free one out of your head they're just crap they just don't have the stuff in them that you need to know um, I use I've just started using ballistics AE because other people are using it and I'm, I'm trying it out and you know a lot of people say it's really really good It'll want to be because I spent 30 bucks US on it last night. Um, but I actually use, um, I think it's called Mildot Ballistics. I'll just bring it up. It's called Mildot Ballistics. Um, and that's just on the App Store and all that good stuff. But as you can see from the, the screen there, it's very, very simple. Um, it's easier to use, I think, than Ballistics AE. And I changed the range just by sliding my finger across the screen. So. The other thing is um, different scope reticles. I can I can put you know what it's scope specific. So it's got all the vi all the vortex scopes. It's got all the night force scopes. It's got all the Zeiss scopes. So when you get a picture uh, on your screen, you're looking through your scope. Now the beauty of that is if you want to aim off for the wind. So it's got a little red line and it's showing me my point of impact there. Right. So that's where my bullet's going to go. So I can either aim off or dial it up. So dialing it up for this shot, which is 537 meters in the wind that we had just before, it's telling me 26 clicks and three clicks to the left. Um, or I can just aim off, um, and my aim off would be uh, one mil, it's point, point of impact is going to be one mil to the right and six mil low. So very simple program to use, um, I think it's about 28 bucks or something I paid for this one. Mm. Now, now, when you're loading in <coughs> to your ballistics calculator, your your all of those variables, those you're talking about your your shot and all that kind of stuff. As you get onto you, Mike, what do you load into that calculator? <laughs> Every, everything, everything that you possibly can, and that's why you need to pay for your app. The cheap ones are rubbish. They don't allow for you know. This one does weather, humidity, air pressure, powder temperature. Coriolis, spin drift. Mm. It does everything, and it's got the database that you can program it for any projectile ever made, mm. for any scope ever made. So, you know, as Pete says, you know, when you're looking through your reticle, you're looking through your reticle. It's, it's not a, it's no one else's. And they Bluetooth to a Kestrel wind meter and little weather station thing mm. that you're holding in your hand. So you hold up your little Kestrel wind meter, well it knows how fast the wind's going and it'll Bluetooth it to your phone. It knows the temperature, the barometric pressure. Because it's an iPhone, it knows your GPS location, mm. it knows your altitude, it knows everything. So with a Kestrel wind meter and an iPhone, um, you've got to, got to sort of go iPhone 4 onwards. And the iPhone 6s, they've got a barometer built into them yes. so I mean it's bloody amazing you know it does it does all of the hard work for you and I think um, one of the reasons why um, I do as well with the long-range shooting as I do is because I had to do all of this before we had iPhones so I had to you know, pluck all of this stuff you know you know dropping bits of grass seeing where it lands you know feeling the wind on my ears you know just watching it all that kind of crap and you know figuring out what temperature it is the old-fashioned way by like yeah nah, it's about 17 degrees today you know that kind of stuff and having an understanding of all of that sort of all the calculations you have to make when it comes to doing it on an iPhone it's it's actually really really pretty easy um, and the rest is just basically having good optics doing what the phone tells you and applying the marksmanship principles mm.
that's one of the keys is is trust what it says. It's like a yeah. G, it's like a GPS. If it says always trust your compass. Don't second guess your compass. Bingo. So. You know, I've I've been out there with guys. Oh no, that's wrong. It's, no, you know that can't be right. Yeah, it can't be right. It's more than that. Well, hang on a minute. I'll put a shot down, and you tell me if it hits the animal. Mm. And yeah. invariably, it does, or it's a, or it's a net a dick away from it. So trust what it's telling you. Anyway, guys, it's been a great show. We've actually managed to crank through an awful lot of information. Uh, if you want to find out more information on long-range shooting, there's some great websites out there. There's all sorts of internet tutorials and bits and pieces. And yeah, no, don't believe all of them. You're quite right, but you need to. You know, it's it's useful to wade your way through them and and uh, don't become confused with too much information. We see that quite a lot, um, particularly with people that are new to to various things. So, Pete, thanks for the day. It's been a really good. Uh, it's been really good having. The, the time with you here today mm. and uh, we do appreciate it and I do no enjoy worries. your company so thanks for that yeah look just to wrap up there is there is not that much you need to, to, to know to shoot long range you need to have a good scope and know how to work it you need to have a suitable caliber and a good rifle and know how to use it there's four things I've said it a million times and I'm going to say it again because the way I learned is through repetition 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 the aim must be correct the crosshair must be where the target is. You can't have big black chunks creeping in from the side of the scope. Your eye relief must be correct. The focus must be correct. If it has parallax adjuster, that must be correct. If you're aiming correctly, the round will go where it's supposed to. You support the rifle correctly. You use a good bipod that swivels, not one that's going to put forehand pressure on you. <laughs> and as we, as we saw today, yeah. and we remedied it, by using a day bag. Mm. A day bag is a cheap solution that works 100% of the time. So we adequately support the rifle. I put something under the butt and free recoil the rifle so it's as steady as it possibly can be. Same as never stand when you can kneel, never kneel when you can sit down, never sit down when you can lie down and go to sleep. A rifle wants to do the same. So release the shot then with the minimum disturbance. That's the only other physical thing you have to do. You know, you just couple of deep breaths, oxygenate the blood, breathe out, and at the bottom of that third breath, mm. pause and relax and gently squeeze that trigger. So that's it. That and the most important thing, which I'm hoping people at home are saying right now, is natural alignment. <laughs> you must naturally align the rifle towards the target. And you saw today, when yeah, the deer absolutely. were moving, you were moving the rifle, but you weren't moving your body. Yeah, quite right. And we had to get you to shuffle around and when you aligned with the rifle, the shots fell true. Quite right. So natural alignment, support the weapon, the aim must be correct, and release the shot with minimum disturbance. You do those four things with a good rifle, with a good bit of kit on top of it, know the range with a rangefinder, put the temperature, the barometric pressure, the you know, the altitude, all that kind of stuff, type it into your iPhone. If you're not sure, Google it. Mm. The answers are all there. But there's going to be a lot of people that tell you a lot more than you need to know. And you, you just you don't need all the nitty little gritty bits when you start. Mm. You can shoot very well, but you're never going to do good long range unless you have a spotter. Mm. That is the end of it. Did you see where your first round hit? No idea at all. Nope. And when I said, okay, go half a target left, you were dead on. Have someone with a spotting scope at the range. Have someone with binos at the range. Have someone that understands you and you understand them and learn to communicate together use terms like half a target whole target you know okay you are half target left 
call the point of impact, not tell them where to aim. Because I don't know whether Wilkie pulled that shot or not. If I say to Wilkie, yeah, mate, aim half a target left. Well, he, you know, he's like, oh, I didn't feel good on that shot. You know, if I say, you hit half a target to the right, he can then do his own thinking and adjust accordingly. But you need a mate, you need good gear, you need an iPhone, and you need to be a bit patient and be prepared to spend a bit of money. And Mike, final words from you before we, we call it a day. Well, first I'd like to thank Pete for having us and showing us an amazing experience. You know, it's a once-in-a-lifetime for me so far. You know, you know like it's been first fellow I've had on the ground, first fellow I've seen in a while. Um, first 300 fellow you've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now first 500 fellow I've seen in a while. But, you know, thank you so much for the yeah, time, yeah. you know, and your input and your knowledge. And... Um, we will catch up again. Definitely. Absolutely, guys. Remember, you can win that great 12-month subscription to NZ Outdoor Hunting Magazine. Simple as all you've got to do is kind of do stuff with us. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter or Instagram, and we do track these things. And if you hit one of our magic tar- magic targets, it could be you winning that 12-month subscription to NZ Outdoor Hunting Magazine. Easy peasy. Be careful out there, guys, and good hunting. Casting from an undisclosed location, from a secret hunting spot known only to him and the guy who told him about it, and possibly the guy who told the guy who told him. It's a show all about hunting in New Zealand and around the globe. This is The Hunting Show. Find The Hunting Show on Facebook and Twitter for up-to-date information on upcoming shows and topics.